This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben. Powered by Behind the Racket. Mike Cation joining you as I'm recording this. It is late on a Sunday night. Unfortunately, because of traffic tonight, I wasn't able to connect with Noah Rubin. We weren't able to do a full introduction and also kind of close the podcast at the end of this. But the reason we wanted to make sure we had it for you guys available first thing on Monday morning, if it is the first thing that you listen to on a Monday, is because this week's podcast, the guest is Tommy Paul. We recorded an interview with him, Noah and myself, on Saturday morning before his semifinal win over Emilio Gomez and obviously also before his final round win over Tanasi Kokonakis, which clinched for him his third challenger title of the year at the First Republic Tiburon Challenger. You're going to hear two parts to the interviews here today on the podcast. Number one is the interview that Noah and I did with him on Saturday. Part two is going to be a short interview that I did with him after the match on Sunday. So hopefully you enjoy both of those parts and really appreciate all of the continuing discussion here on the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben, powered by Behind the Racket. And don't forget, you can check out all of the latest styles thanks to our biggest sponsor, New Balance. Visit them at newbalance.com for all the looks on and off the court. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so this is a, a fun one for us, uh, joined by Mr. Tommy Paul. And Tommy, you are looking fantastic this morning. Thank I mean, you, not as good you. as Noah, obviously, but this is this is quite a look you've got going on here yeah. today. No, it's, it's definitely aggressive for 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know I know Noah was going to look good, but a little bit different kind of vibe that we're going for this morning, but <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's not quite morning for me, and I'm going into the city today, so you have to, you know, you have to fit in with the New York crowd. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. No, you can't even see. I'm wearing like yellow sweatpants, <laughs> uh, white shoes, and red hat. Like I'm just all over the place this morning. <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. Well, Noah, I'm and and Tommy, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this for Tommy. I I, I should also say 
We're recording this Saturday morning before the semifinals, so anything that does possibly happen this week, we will not obviously have the opportunity to talk about. Uh -huh. If Tommy punches somebody in the face, we won't have the opportunity. If he wins a title, we can't talk about that. Uh -huh. So just want to make sure we, we start this. But we're going to start in the, in the dark place before we get to some of the good places. Okay. You guys obviously both reached a challenger final in Charlottesville, 2015. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I know. Just, just trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to a good place here uh -huh. with it. It, it took you three years. You, you lost that final, Tommy, yeah. to Noah from two breaks up in the third set. Yeah. It took you three years to get back into the winner's circle of a challenger for the first time. Mm -hmm. I imagine there are some pretty dark places you went having watched you in 2016. How did you get confidence back? How did you become the Tommy Paul that we know and love now today? Well, wow. Um, I think... Charlottesville that year it wasn't as much like losing the match to Noah that like made me like upset or whatever it was more like I know that Noah won that match and then didn't win another match for for like uh Knoxville and Champaign yeah. and got the wild card into <laughs> Australia so that that was that was like I, I just knew like one point I would have had the wild card yeah I mean I'm, I'm at least happy uh when Noah did get the wild card he he went to Australia and he won his first round, yeah. which was like it made me it made me feel a lot better. But still, yeah, I mean, 2016 was definitely not not my best year. I had uh, times in 2017 and 2016 where I just like didn't want to play, didn't want to. Every time I stepped on practice court, I hated it. Um, just kind of tennis was like kind of depressing me. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. It's just I, I mean I kind of changed the way I thought about it when I was going to practice. Um, I also got like a little bit more professional and less professional at the same time, just more professional in, in kind of the right ways, I guess. Uh, what does that mean? More professional as in like doing more stuff to, to help me off the court um, and help me that, that will end up helping me on the court. But at the same time, when I'm on court, taking it just a little bit less serious, um, which is kind of weird because like it looks like I'm taking it more serious, but like, I just kind of take it like, all right, like play every point, but it's it's tennis, you know, mm -hmm. like it's it's literally just a game. You know, we've we've been watching you, and obviously you're confident right now. But I, I mean, people are asking me, and I really don't have the answer. They're like, how in the world is Tommy just going out there and trusting every shot? I mean, you look. I mean, obviously you're quick, you're getting around, but I mean, you're just hitting the crap out of every ball. You're you're putting it wherever you want to. I mean, where did this new style? I mean, I don't think you were playing. I might even say carefree, but this confidently. I don't remember yeah. it forever. And now you're just getting out there. You're taking time away. You're just, you know, you're just yeah. moving about. So where did this all come from? I mean, I think that kind of goes into what I was uh, saying before. It's like taking taking it as like, oh, it's just like it's just a game. Like on on the big points before, like I don't know, last year or the year before. Um, well, one is like knowing what what points in the matches are big, and then two is is kind of just uh, on the big points instead of like decelerating, which is like a big thing that I used to do on big points. I would decelerate and and like kind of get tight or whatever. It's kind of just like, all right, big point. Like if if I'm ripping or coming into the net, like the guy's gonna feel way more pressure. So like I just like hit big, hit big on big points. Serve, make make first serves on big points and hit big. 
But here, here's the thing, though, Tommy, and I mean this in the nice way. And you're also, we just got you some avocado toast yeah. with, with egg that looks fantastic. And I want to make sure you eat that because you do have a semifinal uh, coming up. So feel free to, to have a bite or two uh -huh. every once in a while here. But that's fine. But you are somebody with a ton of personality mm -hmm. off the court. We all certainly know that. How do you incorporate personality on court so you do make sure that you're enjoying what you're doing when this is such a tough road back for you? Um, that's a good question. I mean, definitely my personality helps me and hurts me on court both, both ways for sure. Um, I think in practice it's kind of just making sure, making sure that I'm having fun on, on the practice court. When I'm not having fun on the practice court, I'm not having fun overall and then yeah. I go to the tournament and I'm not happy so it, it's really just keeping me happy I mean I talked to Brad Stein about it who I'm obviously uh, just currently started starting to work with and uh, he he was like when when you're happy on the practice court like I'm happy because like I know that you're having fun and, and when you're having fun you play well everyone plays plays better when they're having fun so um, I mean I don't really know like when it comes to in the match um, just, just kind of staying loose and, and playing. I don't know. I, I like having, I like having fun with uh, the shots that you don't normally see. Like I try and do like stupid stuff, but <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that kind of stuff like helps me and hurts me in, in a lot of different ways. It's just I gotta find the happy medium. And you know, I've, I've been on the court with Brad Stein before. The guy's a great guy. He knows his shit. Um, but I'm curious, I mean, you kind of went into it, but I'm curious, has, did he say anything to you specifically that really resonated with you that said, wow, I mean, that makes sense. Like talking about having fun and he, you know, was a big proponent of that. Um, did he say anything to you that was like, wow, I can't believe I never thought about this before. Why am I not having fun or as much fun as I am? Anything specific? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Me and Brad, literally, we, we've done two weeks together. This is our second week. We did uh, carry. I mean, I, in New Haven, I think, is when we officially, like, we're like, all right, we're going to start working together. But he wasn't there. We were just, like, talking over the phone or whatever. And New Haven was pretty much uh, on my own. The, the summer tournaments, obviously, you remember I was with Henrik, and, and uh, he was traveling with me. So it was kind of like, I don't want to say coachless because Henrik's going to get mad, but it was uh, <laughs> pretty much coachless. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, not not really anything anything different that I haven't heard. Um, I think he just has a real uh, relaxed coaching style, which is kind of uh, it's kind of easy for me. All right, so let's talk about what happened last night, Friday night, for people who might not have seen it if they didn't catch it last week. Um, after the match, it yeah. was a very odd one because in the third set, you're playing. Gonzalo Escobar, a player who's in the 300s, one mm -hmm. that you're quote unquote supposed to beat. In the third set, you look like you're done. You just want to like check out. So then you start asking the crowd to get engaged. Yeah. They're starting to scream for you. You actually have to be told by the chair umpire to calm down a little <laughs> bit in terms of engaging with the crowd. And then you beat Escobar. You have some words with him at the net. And then you go drink a beer out of a pitcher, yeah. somebody's beer out of a pitcher. Yeah. What the hell was going on in that match? Uh, the match was a roller coaster. Um, I, I could definitely see why he was getting upset because after after the second set, he he literally did not miss a ball. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, he's a good player. Yes, but I I thought 
um, he was going to miss a little more than he did. Yeah. Um, and, and when he broke me in the third set, uh, no, let's go back a little bit. I, <laughs> I, uh, lost the second set, didn't miss a ball. And then first game of the third, obviously is when I like started like messing around with the crowd and yeah. like trying to get them in it because like, I knew like if something doesn't change, if he just can keep zoning, like I'm, I'm literally not going to win this match. The yeah. guy is zoning. So I was like, all right, first game of the third, like, I'm, let me just like try and get the crowd involved or whatever. And then, uh, won that game. And then he holds and breaks me. And I was like, geez, like this guy is just feeling it right now. And then on the changeover, I could see why this would piss him off a little bit, but on the changeover, I was like, dude, like, I feel like I should probably just pull out now. Like you're playing <laughs> way too good. And he was like, no, 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 like, don't pull out, don't pull out. And, like, he started, like, getting kind of mad at me for yeah. saying that. So I was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm in his head. Like, I'm in his head. <laughs> so then, like, I, I uh, held or broke and then held. And then I felt like the match was completely going my way. And I don't know if you've seen my housing from this week. She's uh, she's excited. She's definitely, she gets very excited. Yes, she gets, likes wine. Gets Yeah, <laughs> definitely. She gets very <laughs> excited. Um and I remember at 5-3 in the third, I'm serving, and she's she's on the side, and they had sushi reservations for 7-30. And <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Tommy, sushi, sushi. And I'm like, oh, like, uh, all I'm thinking about is, like, what time is it? Like, we got to go. We got to get sushi, blah, blah, And then uh, end up getting broken. And then he picks up his level again like crazy. And then at 6-5 at me in the third, I have the worst game ever and I wipe out on on yes you did point. like but like not even like a wipe out where you like slide out and, and fall like I'm talking like a wipe out where like my feet just like flew out from under yes me. and like I was standing still it's already I, on the ATP challenger blooper reel yeah, don't worry yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, I retweeted it. <laughs> it it looked pretty crazy and uh I don't know like I was just trying to do everything I could to win that match because I knew like if I keep staying in his head like he can't he can't zone for a whole whole two sets you know yeah like he, he i feel like it was really really zoning and then after the match he was definitely a little a little uh upset at when we shook hands um but i was like dude like you were playing unreal like had to do what i had to do you know and then i just felt like i deserved a beer for sure <laughs> <laughs> wait what did he say to you um he was like uh Tommy, like, I like you off court, but you're, like, a real motherfucker on court. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also... I was, like, I, I was like, I know, man. Like, I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> and also, that's a crazy mental battle. I've had that once. William Blumberg did that to me in Stockton last year. When you go up to somebody and you say, like, man, you're just playing too good out here. And it yeah, gets you with you, like, I... crazy. I was up 6 one I think, or 3-0 or something. And he said it to me, and it gets inside your head. It's it's like the it's like the best play uh, when I'm play, when I'm playing Riley in practice. It's <laughs> I, you can imagine how much stuff I do like that in practice with Riley. Like I uh, I tell him like, dude, you're serving unbelievable today. Like your wide serve on the deuce. Like I'm just sitting there now. Like I, I don't know what to do. That kind of takes us into the next topic we want to talk about. Was you know you're obviously really close with guys like Opelka, Fritz. Mm-hmm. How is that? you know, affected you positively or negatively? How close are you guys still? Obviously, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm friends with all of you guys, but there are some times when you guys are all three together, it is exhausting. 
<laughs> it is so much to deal with. And all three oh, of you yeah. guys individually are great people, but together it's like a transformer. And oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it is something else. Like people, it should be a movie. Yeah, people don't know. But people don't know. Yeah, so tell us, like, what has that relationship been like? And obviously, you know, you're getting closer to the ranking point. You're about 85 in the world now. Has that, you know, motivated you, inspired you? Come on, tell us. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I think coming out of juniors, like, obviously, we were all pretty close in juniors. And coming out of juniors, I feel like we all had pretty, pretty different paths coming out of juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Fritz obviously jumped up the rankings the fastest. I think also like that the reason for that is because Fritz right out of juniors knew what he had to do and like he did it. You know, like Fritz, like I respect Fritz for that like a lot because like at a young age he knew what he needed to do and he did it and he did it like very well. Um, uh, Riley, Riley, it took a little bit took a little bit longer, but like every we all knew that Riley was gonna get up the rankings, and he's gonna. I mean, we all know he's gonna continue to climb as as long as he keeps doing all the right stuff. And then me, obviously, I I took a uh, a little bit longer path. I mean, I had a lot of ups and downs my uh, my uh, challenger career. Um, has really felt like a roller coaster. I I don't really consider myself completely out of the challengers at all yet. I, I mean, I definitely. Might have to play um, Charlottesville and Champagne or Houston or whatever. Um, it's just been it's it's been really different um, for all of us, and I think it's cool like um, when we get together just because we we didn't always play the same tournaments, and when we do, it's 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 a lot of fun for us. And obviously, like you said, the, when we're all together, it's it's definitely. Uh, I don't want to say it's it's fun for the people around us because I don't think it is. <laughs> it's not. I can promise you it's not. <laughs> but but it's fun for us, you know? I need a dictionary. I need something that I can, like, look up all these yeah. words. Like, I mean, every month or something new. I just, yeah, I just understood Zooted for the first up. time in, like, a year. <laughs> God, even I knew that, and I'm, like, 85 years old. <laughs> Happy birthday. No, you got to catch up. Um, so, on top of it, you spent some time with Nick Kyrgios mm-hmm. um, and, and Jack Sock as well, and it sounds like Noah's in the midst of a construction zone over there. Jeez. Sorry, no, no, no. the alarm Yo. went off. Yeah, is that the fire alarm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm burning down. Are right you now. safe? I don't know. It's all relative. Okay, but Tommy, obviously, you what what happened with you Friday night? Nick being a personality, Jack being a personality, Riley the same way. Um, you know some of the quote unquote old tennis heads don't exactly love that personality that kind of devil may care on the court yeah how do we make it so that it's more um acceptable okay and and make some of the older fans uh, accept the way you guys incorporate personality into tennis wow wow that's a good question how do we get the older heads to accept well, here, I, I could top off that question I'm going to disagree uh-huh. with Mike. I don't think we have to. I, I think we're have to, I mean, what Tommy's doing, what, you know, Kyrgios is doing. Yeah, sometimes the line is crossed, but we need new tennis fans. We want the 12-year-old kid to be excited. And if that means Kyrgios has to cross out a few shirts that say Djokovic on it, and if that means Tommy has to drink a beer at the end of the match, I think it's great. I don't think, I think the old guys are going to like tennis no matter what. It's getting the new guys into it and pumped up and, like, actually get some excitement for the sport. Yeah. I think that's important. 
No, I, I agree. I think we the, the stuff that I mean the, the stupid stuff that all of us are doing. I think uh, I think it's, I think it's good for the sport. But at the same time, I think uh, there's always going to be those guys that the old heads can follow and like you know like there's always going to be those guys that are super professional and 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 just play tennis and don't really have a personality outside of tennis, which like I I mean I'm not a fan of. But there's always like those people that like that you know the, the classic tennis fans that just want to see tennis, but like. I mean, I think it's good to have a mixture of personalities. Like we don't, if everyone was was uh, like like me on tour, yeah. or everyone was like Bublik on tour, like yeah. no one no one would like that, you know. Like everyone wants to see something different, and uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's good that there's that there's new personalities coming into the sport. What do you want to do to market yourself um, in in that regard to to make sure that people know a little bit more about who Tommy Paul is? I don't really know yet. When's the street streetwear <laughs> Tommy Paul line coming out soon, no? I don't know. I think I need some help with behind the racket. <laughs> Maybe you can help me out. <laughs> we can do something. But like you have you do have such a unique personality and I remember thinking back to 2016 when I was doing some of your matches and just knowing your personality and when I see you flying around the court and having fun how good you are, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do we how do we make sure that people really have a good understanding of that off the court? I mean, I think I think it's just playing playing more tournaments and, and getting more exposure on the yeah. bigger stages. You know, I mean, if I'm playing a lot of big matches, more people are going to see it, and whether they like it or, or hate it, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be there. You know, hopefully. Uh, you know, so you've you've got this opportunity now. You mentioned it, where you're at in the rankings, and I think Noah's might be in, a, in the midst of a fire crisis. And you know, Godspeed to you, Noah. We've we've enjoyed our time with you. Um, this is worth my last one. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're at this cool part of the, in the rankings now, where you start to have some flexibility. You start to have some options. Yeah. Um, how do you make sure you are able to sustain this success? Yeah. Continue this this good level that you're at. With along with some pressure of playing in some of these 250s, 500s a, a little bit more and, and make sure you're still having that in, enjoyable time. Well, the the flexibility and schedule is like the part that I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, one, like you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I going to get into this? I mean, I still do, but like it's a little bit easier to uh, kind of plan your schedule. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not really too worried about like playing the, the 250s or 500s like I really like playing the bigger tournaments on bigger stages. Even even when it's challengers, like when you play in Stockton from last year to yeah. playing like this one, like I literally feel like my level just raises just like having stands. Like it doesn't matter if there's people, just stands like makes me play better. So um, no, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about making my schedule um, a little different, probably play less tournaments and, and uh, take care of my body a lot more. In a, I mean, we don't have too much time, but I just want to know, what does it mean to you to get top 100 in the world? I mean, what does it, what does it mean? I mean, we talk about it all the time, and that's what players, you know, shoot for. That's, like, always the initial goal. What does it feel yeah. like? Uh, to be no, in, I mean, in it, double it, it digits. Definitely, it definitely feels good. I mean, I so I won my semifinal match against uh, Klon in uh, New Haven, mm. and I thought I broke top 100, and I was, like, real pumped, like, really, <laughs> really pumped. And then I saw like live rankings, like 102 or something. And I was like, oh my God, like literally thinking that I, I made it. And then uh, I went out and played Marcos the next day. And that, that was a match that actually broke me into the top 100. And I was, I definitely felt um, 
excited, but like, I, like I thought I was gonna feel different, you know? Yeah. I didn't feel I didn't feel any different, and uh, I I was like happy that I reached the goal, but I feel like it wasn't like it didn't like really like please me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I was really happy, but I I want you know you just want more. So I didn't break you into the top hundred. <laughs> no, no, no. That's you good because I, it kills me. I broke Francis into the top hundred with Stockton final. And oh, that it was you to, in the semi. And that to this day still haunts me. And yeah, I played you in the semis, and I thought I broke you yep. in. And I can't have two. I can't. Yeah, I'll, it was it was your match that I thought broke me in. Uh, a a sense of relief for Noah Rubin, which is very rare. <laughs> Last question for you. Mm -hmm. um, what the hell with you and Nicole Gibbs and the the Twitter blocking? Oh and, no. Uh, what? I'm gonna what I'm gonna leave now. Oh man! What the hell? Oh man! Okay, so, oh man. Um, basically, you know Nicole Gibbs on Twitter. Yes, I know Nicole Gibbs on Twitter. Um, I know her off Twitter too. She definitely likes to like argue on Twitter and like like likes Twitter beef. So like literally, like I had like I literally had nothing to do with like what I was tweeting. Like I didn't care at all, but like. I was just tweeting to make her upset. So you I were tweeted, trolling. I, 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 I tweeted um, I tweeted to make her upset one time and she like she like tweeted back at me like this was like four years ago. She yeah. tweeted back at me, whatever, and then I was like, alright, like she just like roasted me, like I gotta block her. <laughs> so then I blocked her and then I don't know, like the whole thing for the US Open wildcard happened. Yeah. And I guess she'd never noticed that I blocked her. Like, there's no reason for her to look at my Twitter page, really, right. you know? But uh, she never noticed it until the U.S. Open wildcard thing happened. I guess, like, when Fritz tweeted at me, like, she, like, clicked on my, my name, and it wasn't coming up. Like, it said, like, you have been blocked. But then, like, I don't know. She, I saw somebody screenshotted, like, something that she tweeted, like, oh, like, why did Tommy Paul block me? Yeah. So then I like I went and unblocked her and I messaged her. I was like, yo, like a truce. Or she's I think she said like truce, like are we okay now? I was like, yeah, we're, we're all good. So it's not there is nothing actually to it. No, I I actually really like her as a person. She's nice. <laughs> she's an alright person. <laughs> it's good to know that you control people a little bit yourself though, right? Oh, I mean no, that's no, I'm I'm a big troll. <laughs> <laughs> so is Cation. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. Yep. But that's just my appearance. Um, Tommy, uh, certainly do appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way this weekend. Um, and yeah, it's 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 been a real pleasure. And, and yeah, hopefully we're we don't see it too many challengers in the near future. Yeah, I mean, thank you. And uh, hopefully I can get on another one of these. Yeah, we'll see. Mike Cation, Tommy Paul, your third title yes. of 2019, uh, fourth. It's now currently on the calendar rankings. Congratulations. Um, crazy match with that wind. H how were the both of you making adjustments through that match where it was so directionally north-south? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was definitely uh, a big factor in the match. Um, the first set and a half, I don't, like, because of the wind, I don't think either of us felt like we were playing well at all, really. Yeah. Um, I think I, it just, for me, it just made serving a lot harder, yeah. a lot harder. Like, making your first serves and actually, like, doing something with my first serve was kind of hard for me today um you served like 36 percent in the first set i yeah. mean it was yeah, uh, really horrible. tough because like if you throw the ball anything like above a foot over your head the wind takes it so you have to toss really low and then like you're trying to hit good serves with a low toss like the trajectory just doesn't work um 
I mean, that, that was the biggest thing for me. And then after about a, a midway through the second, um, I kind of picked up my level around like 2-1 or 2-all in the second. I don't know what it was. but And then after, I think after he saw me pick up my level, he really picked up his level. Um, he went about two, two levels above me, I would say. And then um, I, I tried to even that out kind of in the breaker just to start the third off. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't, like, thinking, like, okay, like, the third's coming, but, like, I, I was, like, all right, got to, like, really even this breaker out just in case uh, we go to the third um, to let them know that I'm, I'm, I'm there for the third set. And then uh, the wind kind of died down yes. in the third. It definitely died down, and, and we played some really – I feel like we played some really good tennis in the third set. I mean, at least I feel like I played good tennis, and uh, we played good points. Um. <laughs> I don't know that you win that match um, a couple years ago. I don't know that you have the, the mental capability. I know that I don't win that match a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, but uh, the, the fact that you got that first win last year, Charlottesville, um, yeah. which has been such a momentous spot for you yeah. in years past in a negative way, how, mm-hmm. how much has that changed how you view finals in, in terms of the mentality? I mean, there's definitely nowhere that I would have rather gone back and win my first challenger. Um, it, it was weird because Ch- uh, Charlottesville last year was like I did it very very different than I usually do. Like usually, I have a lot of friends that go to the school there. Sorry, you know the beer. It's okay, the beer gets, gets you. Yeah, the beer's getting me. Um, I uh, had had a lot of friends that go to school there. I don't really know too much of the team anymore. But last year was kind of the first year that I really didn't do anything. Like I didn't even hang out with my friends, go to dinner with them. I was kind of staying in a hotel that had no other players, and I was just going to the courts. Yeah, like messing around with the courts with everybody. But then, like, once I was done, like, I went back and literally just sat in the room and FaceTimed my girlfriend. Like, it was, like, the most uh, boring week of my <laughs> life. But, like, I played probably even, – even now, like, I don't know, maybe the best I played in a challenger um, mm-hmm. all week. Like, I played – I don't know if you remember that first yeah. round. Like, Noah, like, I, like, yeah. chopped him. Yeah. And I hope he reads this or hears this. <laughs> Um, so, but the confidence you have again, you're just undefeated in the finals this year, with the exception of that that one in Tallahassee. What three and three and one? Oh, dude, he chopped he, me. He did chop you there. I mean, yes, me. Emilio got you. He, he chopped me because I, I don't want to say I was sleeping on Emilio because I wasn't, but like I, I thought. So what, what had happened was I thought that I clinched the wild card already. Yes. And and I really like I don't want to say that like I, I didn't show up but I relaxed a lot, and he played. Like, I'm not trying to take any credit away from him because he played he an unbelievable play really match. Well, yeah. He played an unbelievable match. Yes. Like he really did. I don't even think if I showed up like maybe I would have put a little bit more pressure on him. But like overall, like he played a great match and, and he deserved that title. But I think what I'm getting at though, Tommy, is here you are. You're drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. You just told another reporter that you've had some wine. Each each night this week, oh, your girlfriend getting to, to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point being, the the confidence, uh, the belief you have in yourself, it, it doesn't seem to the the pressure doesn't seem to be getting to you at any point right now. No, yeah, I mean I, I've been getting pretty much messed up every night here this week, but uh, I don't know. Like I think it's just like once once you get to the end of the year, like everyone copes with it different ways. Yeah. Like some people want to get more professional and do more stuff in the gym. But, like, for me, like, that would just wear me out. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to the gym. I'm still doing all the stuff that I need to. But luckily I had last last round – I mean, last match of the day every mm-hmm. single day this mm-hmm. week. So, like, I was, like – I don't know. I mean, the housing, I was having a lot of fun every night. And 
um waking up and, and once I wake up obviously I'm not like feeling fantastic when I wake <laughs> up but then if I go do the right things like for two hours before I match and then get ready I don't see why not how do you structure the rest of the year now that you have I asked you this two days ago now that you've got this title in the books you, you've essentially defended Charlottesville for yourself how do you set the schedule for the rest of the year after you celebrate with another couple of beers tonight yeah more than a couple but uh <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm that's something that I have to have a conversation with my coach about and my trainer, see how my body's holding up and everything. I mean, I've been feeling my shoulder a little bit, the back of my shoulder mm-hmm. a little bit this week. Uh, I don't think it's anything anything at all, really. I think it's just, like, tight and playing, playing in cold weather gets my yeah. shoulder a little, I don't know, I feel it a little bit more. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely going to play Stockholm and Vienna actually pretty funny because I, I don't know if I'm gonna I think I would have gotten in main draw of Stockholm we don't know yet but if I signed up for main draw so probably just gonna play qualities there and qualities in Vienna and then if I get into Paris that'd be great too but cuts not looking in my favor right now um and then if I if I really like feel like it if I really don't feel like burnout I mean I want to stop the year early and take a lot of time off yeah but if I really feel like it and I feel like momentum's going my way and I'm playing really well, maybe I'll show up to Charlottesville. Maybe I'll play that one. I, I doubt it. Which is better, uh, the beer out of the pitcher uh, when you beat Gonzalo Escobar or the yeah. beer right now after winning a title? Oh, I don't know. I mean, this one this one was pretty good. Yeah. This one was pretty good. They're both IPAs, actually. Yeah. very surprised. When I took the first sip, mm. I was thinking, like, all right, like, Budweiser coming yeah. my way, you know, yeah. and then boom, IPA. Like it's not Budweiser 7% country. Seven percent alcohol yeah. coming your way, you know. <laughs> Tommy, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben, powered by Behind the Racket. A big thank you once again to our sponsor, New Balance. Visit them at NewBalance.com. For Noah, my Cation signing off. You've been listening to the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben, powered by Behind the Racket. <laughs>